What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen, of course. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, welcome. This is a comedy podcast in which I like to fuck around a little bit. I'm a stand-up comedian based out of Chicago, Illinois. I will be, however, in Cincinnati, Ohio on Friday, October 1st, and Friday, October 2nd at Chameleon's Pizza, which is in a neighborhood that I cannot remember, but it's a cool neighborhood from what I understand. It's on Hamilton. You guys know Hamilton? You Cincinnati people out there? Either way, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be with a good friend of mine, comedian Rudy Ascott. will be opening. Going to be a great time. Going to bang out a couple hilarious shows. And, uh, you know, got some other dates in October. I'll be at uh, CG's Comedy Club in Bolingbrook, Illinois, October 15th and 16th. So if you are in the Chicagoland area, I hope you can make it out. All right. This episode, I'm rocking solo again. Apologies. If you're some listeners, I know love the guests. Some like it when I just rant on my own, like a lunatic. I had a guest lined up. We we're going to record last night. She had a whole problem with the internet in her building. It was a, yeah, it was a whole thing. It happens. It happens. Right. You know, and then today we were going to try and then, you know, how these internet people are Comcast or I don't know who her internet is. I don't want to slam Comcast, but probably was them. And, you know, they go, oh, well, we'll be there between nine and when your grandma dies. And you're like, it's 9 a.m. or when my grandma. OK, so you're coming over this year. Hopefully they, they I don't know why it's such a wide time. You know, and I know some people say it's like, oh, well, these cable guys, these Internet, these utility people, they don't know how much how long they're going to be at one person's house. So they can't predict when they're going to get to you. That's why they give you a window. No, I think they're jerk offs. And we could just say that, too. You ever, if you were around somebody who always tried to defend bad actions, you know, like I'll have that where I was trying to say something like, like, what a piece of shit driver that was. And the person next to me was like, oh, maybe they're trying to do this. I'm like, well, maybe they just suck. Maybe there's not a reason to their shittiness. You know, we don't always have to try to figure it out. I think it's important in some regards to be like, why are people like a way? But you're going to find in some instances, people are how they are because they're just dipshits. And once you accept that, see, I'm going on my philosophy rant like I did on last week's episode. Once you accept these things, then you could truly be happy. I really believe that. I'm about to have myself a hostess cupcake after this podcast. I have it in the wrapper still, but it's a hostess scary cake. Ooh, because it is fall now. I, I'll now officially say it's fall, even though it's been in the high 80s the last few days here in Chicago. But it's got, once the leaves start to fall, then it's fall or autumn. You ever meet someone who calls it autumn? Oh, what a lovely autumn. What are you, fucking some Victorian era old lady? Who, who calls it autumn? It's fall. I, li- I like the names of the seasons here in America. Fall, because the leaves fall off the trees. Spring, because we're springing into some good shit. Summer, because there was a babe, a beautiful babe, whose name was Summer. And it's like, oh, I'm going to compare a whole season of awesomeness to you, Summer. And that guy got friend zoned. The guy who came up, he named a season after a woman he knew named Summer. He's like, you know what I'll do? Um, we don't have a name for these awesome three months. Hey, Summer, what is it, Mark? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not being. I'm not being weird. We're gonna name this this three months of greatness after you. What do you think about that? And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm gonna fuck your best friend. That's what she said. That's what she said. So, what, what, what? You know, you gotta be careful. He should have just named it after his mom. He would have been a better, better guy. Instead, he was a simp, as the kids say. I will say this. When I think of all the current slang 
By the way, winter, I don't know why winter is called winter. It's, I don't know. It feels like winter. It's like, right? It kind of has that like fucking chili. Um, they should call it chili. Chili would be a good name for it. But then people, there's too many things named chili at that point. You got chili the food, chili how you feel, and then a season too. That's too much. Winter is perfect. There's no other things named winter. It, it was good. We, we did a good job with the season naming. But when I think of current slang, you know, every now and then there's slang where you're like, fuck, that's great. Now, look, I'm in my mid mid to late 30s now. I don't like saying my exact age. I had a birthday recently. Getting old, guys, right? I'm closer to 35 than 40. Let's just put it that way. I think about slang lately for whatever reason. I was watching, you know what it was? I was watching a British movie, and there's some good British slang. And then I, I came across, uh, I was watching the movie Goon. You ever seen the movie Goon? It's a hockey movie. Phenomenal. And I've got Canadian friends, and I really like Canadian slang a lot. And then you know, here's the thing, though. People tend to think, that if you, you know, say anything negative about what like the kids are into, the kids being like teens to early 20s, you're just some old out of touch man who's yelling, get off my lawn. It's not the case. Okay. Because there's plenty of stuff today that, you know, 18 year olds are into that I think that shit's cool as hell. And there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, that's fucking dumb. So, and it goes that way throughout the generation, throughout the generation. Sorry about that. There's a little tech thing there. And, when I think of this, I think people need to have that approach instead of being like this generation is part of the jet, that generation. Most of generations have their problems, but it's okay to admit, no, this part was pretty great here. And this part sucked here of all the current slang. This is where I was starting off with this. I think simp is one of the best ones I've heard in a few decades. I ain't no simp or look at this guy. He's simping over this girl or, or a girl can simp over some dude. I don't know. I think simp just kind of means like you're like kind of a little, like a little bitch towards them. Right. And these kids now are like, ah, we can't say little bitch, probably. I don't know. Is little bitch against? I know you can't call a woman a bitch um, unless she's an actual bitch, maybe then. I don't know. But you're not allowed to anymore. It's not proper. Let's put it that way. And I agree on that one. Something, yeah, let's move on a little bit. But what, what if someone's being a little bitch, though? You got to throw the word little in there. Hey, Mike, you heard you were being a little bitch about something. And the funny thing is there are people out there who will think someone's being a little bitch they'll go hey guess who's being a little bitch and then i'm like wait a minute did you just run up here to tell five of us that that guy was being a little bitch yeah 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 i did okay well that's you're being a little bitch because now you're running up complaining about someone being a little bitch to a, to a group of people that's kind of a little bitch move is it not seem it seems very little bitchish to me i like any issues on the end of things you know because it gives you a spectrum I'll be there about two-ish, right at 2 p.m. No, I might be early. I might be there at 150 or I might be 205. Two-ish, pal, right? This isn't a, you know, this isn't an exact thing. We're not starting at anything at two. I'll get there around the time. These are things I like to think about. Well, it's been, yeah, so fall is here. And I, I like the first few weeks of fall because it's still summer weather. I want to maintain summer weather as long as possible. But then you rock a nice hoodie. You rock a good sweatshirt. And then you kind of want to get in the habit of wearing that. As I say that, I realized a week ago, I was complaining about these people saying, let summer maintain itself. We need to keep it. Because yeah, there are some people who are like, oh, after Labor Day is when fall starts in my brain. I'm like, no, it does not. You piece of shit. Okay. It's still summer. Summer is the best season. We need to keep, keep it, stretch it out as long as we can. So, and then here I am, you know, I, I caught myself in a, a, new, a sweatshirt I haven't worn in a while. And I was like, you know what? I look fucking good. 
So I thought to myself, all right, let's let's figure out the fall rotation. You ever have that? You still have that like feeling, even though you're not in grade school anymore, that feeling. Remember when you were like eight to 12 years old and you'd get new clothes, you know, to, to those people who didn't get new clothes when they were about to go to a new grade, I apologize. I, I grew up extremely middle-class. So it's not like how some rich kid being like, Oh, look at me. I got a Looney Tunes shirt. I'm going to rock first day of school. Not the case. And then by sixth grade, even though I went to a public grade school, they enforced a uniform policy, which I think, I don't know. By by sixth to eighth grade, uniforms were cool. I'm starting to think about dress code. Cause, you know, my kids in preschool, obviously there's no dress code for preschool, but I realized at that age, you know how you make friends? Hey, dude, I like that Paw Patrol shirt. Oh, sweet, man. I really like that Spider-Man shirt you're rocking. Awesome. You like Spider-Man? Do I like Spider-Man? <laughs> does the rain make your hair look wet and cool? Yeah, it does. Well, same fucking answer, pal. Of course I love Spider-Man. And then, and then friendships are formed. But if you're... When, by the time you're in sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you should know how to talk to people and be, you know, little kids, they, they don't really know how to just make friends right away. They need those things like a cool t-shirt to help them out. I get that. So when I think about, you know, fall, I think about, new, you know, getting into a new look. So then it takes me right back to grade school, as I was saying, when you got those new clothes and you'd have your your mom take you shopping and then always ask if there's enough room in the crotch. Do women have that? What's the female equivalent of that? My female listeners. I would love to know because every dude I know has had this. They go shopping with their mom when they're, you know, I don't know. Again, the ages age range of seven to 12, 12 might be a little too old, maybe like six to 11. And they try on jeans and you come out and you show your mom and you do like a fucking, I told you they fit. Okay. And she's like, you just swear. I'm like, no. And then it's like, it's not like you swore again. I'm like, I didn't fucking swear. Well, that time you did young man. And then, and then you're yelling in the middle of a JC penny. And it's all because you're like, mom, I know what size fits me. I don't need to be a little runway model for you. Every time we put on a new pair of lead dungarees. So you had that whole, and then they, they check them. They look at the length and then they was great. They grabbed your waist and kind of like enough room, you got enough room in the crotch. And it's like, Fucking eight. Yeah. How much room do you think I need down there? All right. It's, it's, it's fine. Is there a female equivalent to that? Is what I'm curious. Ladies, did you have that? I don't think no, because there's not a female equivalent because dads, I don't think we're taking their daughter. Sh- now there might be some dads out there. I just got a little sexist just then. There's probably plenty of dads who are taking daughter shopping, but I don't think any dad would be like, you got enough shirt room up top there, darling. Like, you know, that's, that's horrifically creepy. What I just said. And I wish I didn't say it. But what would be the equivalent? I don't think, I don't know. I just don't think there's no mom would grabbing their daughter's waistband going, you got enough pocket space in there? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the, the deal is. I think when women started to develop, then their moms would probably step in and be like, look, you don't want those things to suffocate up there. You don't want to be in third period being like, I got to fucking unleash these titties because they are just smashed. They are smashed up against my rib cage right now. This was such a horrible purchase. This sweatshirt is very tight up top and bra is just not doing what it's supposed to. So there you go. You ever think about who invented the bra? Was it a good invention? I think so. I really do. I know there's a lot of people who don't like bras. They're women. I've, I've never worn a bra. Maybe if I were a lady who, you know, had to wear bras, I'd be like, I'm done with these bras. It's uh, very constricted. But when you think about it, they... They hold you in place. They keep you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the science. Maybe they're maybe they're not good for you. But it feels like they would be. 
feels like they keep things up where they're supposed to be for a longer period of time. Where if you were a lady who went bra free, I feel like by the time you hit 40, compare your rack to a woman who always wore bras when she hits 40. I bet the lady who always wore the bra would, would have better better soldiers up front guarding, the, guarding her heart, you know? Um, I don't know where I was going with that one. Sometimes I try to go, be colorful with my imagery because, you know, I am a writer at heart, I think. I don't know. I'm a, I think I'm a thinker. A lot of comedians like to be like, I'm a writer. I'm like, okay. We're, we're just telling jokes. You know, it's not, if you're writing novels, you're a writer. Sure. Poetry, I guess. No, you're a poet. You'd be a poet then, wouldn't you? Yeah, the bra. That's a tough one. I don't have any daughters. Maybe I will one day. I don't know. I think I'm happy with two. Two kids is enough for me. Sons you have other problems with, though, right? It's a lot of more, uh, I know daughters is more of a fear of safety type stuff and everything. I just know this. Every dad I know, and I know I have a joke about this on one of my albums. Is it on my second one? I think it's I can't complain. The joke meaning every dad I know who's like, ah, oh, you got to do everything to keep your daughter away from boys. You don't want her to be on the pole. You don't want her to be a, you know, one of those girls dancing half naked on the internet and all that kind of stuff, stripper, prostitute, whatever. All those dudes that have that fear are usually guys who treat women like pieces of shit. So that's why they know. They know how bad dudes are. And instead of just giving their daughters the confidence and telling them that like, Hey, you can be whatever you want in this world and all that kind of stuff. And then just trust them to make the right decisions. They become incredibly difficult toward their daughters, causing their daughters to be like, fuck you. And their daughters have no idea like how, like what their self-worth is, you know, and then they make the bad decisions. Uh, so there you go. And not all, you know, not, I'm not saying, becoming a stripper is a bad decision some strippers are like i chose to do that i'm a good dancer and i i enjoy it it's fulfilling for me you know and then more power to you right there's nothing wrong with that throwing that out there because i know i got a lot of strippers listening to this podcast i see old joey's baby blues and think let's listen to that while we do the thigh master at the gym i don't even know what i've i haven't been to a gym in so long i don't know what the exercise equipment's even called even when i was going to the gym i wasn't sure what it was called i'd be like you know the thing you pull down behind your neck that thing, what's that called? Lat pull down? Actually, that is what it's called, I'm pretty sure. I just didn't care. You know, I was there for two reasons, two reasons only. To do the curls for the girls and to do the tries for the guys. That's who I, that's, you know, you put that together, you got some pipes, you got some cannons, good arms, right? I was lucky I had naturally good shoulders, but I think it's all tension and stress. If I was ever just to drop it, I would have really weak sissy shoulders. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, some people don't have good shoulders. Throwing that out there. It's uh, here's something that's been irking me a little bit. I came across a, a tweet where someone's like, oh, I'm just a typical nerd obsessed with wrestling and Marvel. And I'm like, how the, those aren't nerdy things. I, I don't know. We, we've really broadened the definition of nerd. Some people think it means you like stuff that isn't popular. The two things I just named Marvel and pro wrestling, insanely popular. Really, both of those things are incredibly popular. They're like wildly mainstream. Pretty much every, I mean, WWE, AEW, they sell out arenas across the country. And their te television ratings are doing very well. I'm glad AEW is on the rise, by the way. I really like what's going on with there at all, all Elite Wrestling. Shout out to Cole Cabana, who's been on this podcast. Go back about almost 100 episodes now. I got to get Colt back on. Cole and I were talking about playing RBI baseball. 
uh, together on like his Twitch stream if we could figure out how to set that up. Anyhow, in Marvel, every Marvel movie makes all the money. They make a ton of money. Like I saw that latest one, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I didn't mean to sound uh, like I was doing a bad accent there, but there is a way. Like It looks like Shang-Chi, but it's like in the movie, he says how to pronounce it. It's almost like Shang, like Shang-Chi. So I'm trying to give respect to the language. But it feels like whenever you try to say something in someone else, in an accent that's not native to your own, it almost sounds like you're being kind of like a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like a nacho bagande. And it's like, why are you saying it like that? You know, it feels like you're almost doing it in a mocking tone. I was not. But that movie, Marvel's latest, was awesome. Great action. Cool story. And they're setting up some big stuff on the horizon. Highly recommend. Two thumbs up from old Joe Kale Gallon over here. But yeah, those are mainstream things. So like, what, what does it mean to be a nerd? Does it mean, again, that you like things other people don't like? Or does it mean that you're just super passionate about something? I think it means you're super passionate about something. But the person who made that tweet originally, that's that wasn't it, is my point. Because you could be a baseball nerd. You could be a music nerd. I think it just means you have a super passion about something. And the word nerd doesn't even have a... Uh, it's fun to say it sometimes. Like, I remember being on stage. One of my jokes, I can't remember. I've got so many great ones. Check them out, youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. But one of the bits, I remember saying something like, um, what is it? Like, uh, it was about like assassination attempts or something like that. It's like, instead of going on a march, why don't you march your ass into a gun store and get some real change accomplished, you fucking nerd. That That's cool. The word nerd works well in that joke. But when you think about it, when people say nerd, I think what they really mean is dork, like a dork, someone who's not, who's into like really weird shit that no one else is into perhaps and all that. And that could be cool. That actually could be cool. I've met when you become in your thirties, I think it's usually when you're thirties, you really appreciate that. Or, or some people in their twenties too, you tend to appreciate people who are into completely different shit than everyone else. Cause you're like, Oh, this is actually fun because I can learn some cool stuff from you. Perhaps it might be dorky shit that I'm like, this, this is really dumb. And, and the stuff I know a lot about, I could kind of sell it to you in a way. Not like I'm trying to like fucking convert you. Cause you know, like what you like, who gives a shit. But I've found that as I've gotten older, I dig or I'm into me and people who like things I, that I'm not even aware about. I don't know. It just gives you more perspectives. Just people. You got to fucking get out of your own little bubbles, get out of your own little circles and figure shit out. I'm not saying you got to go accept other people's shit and be like, well, you know, if to be having a, a rewarding life, you got to really take in everything. No, you don't have to take in everything, but you know, give it a look, open your eyes to it. Don't be dismissive of it. I'll give an example of someone being dismissive in a stupid way. I don't even know why I commented it. There is an old John Lennon song that, he, that has the N word in the title. You could look it up. It's not the point of what I'm about to talk about. But someone then questioned uh, the Beatles as a whole going, of course, like they, they're not as morally righteous as you think. Think about the lyric, she was just 17, if you know what I mean, which is a lyric from the song, I saw her standing there by the Beatles, which I believe came out in 1963. And No, it did come out in 63. And it's a really great song, by the way. Fantastic song. So they were trying to say like, oh, isn't that creepy? She was just 17, if you know what I mean. And I know that that 
comes from a, a joke someone made years ago. I think Seinfeld made it when he was with Paul McCartney because Paul McCartney wrote that lyric. I think him and John wrote this song together, but the, specifically the lyrics Paul wrote for that song. And it's like, here's, here's the difference. I pointed out to that guy who made that comment about like, oh, oh, the Beatles are so morally righteous. They were creeping on teenage girls. Paul was fucking 19 when he wrote it. He then said, oh, the song came out when he was 20. I'm like, well, by the way, guy, you don't write a song and then it comes out the next day. He probably wrote it and then it came out eight months later when he was 20. And he probably had the thought maybe when he was 18 or 19. Either way, a 19-year-old in 1962-63 writing about a 17-year-old isn't creepy in the context of today. And even today, it's not – I wouldn't use the word creepy. Creepy used to mean like the weirdo kid who freaking sniffed his armpits in the corner of the classroom. Now creepy means sexual predator. I've been saying to my female friends, you guys need to come up with the worst word. Because every now and then someone's like, oh, you didn't know he was creepy? And I'm like – I, th I thought he was a little weird. I didn't know he was like someone I couldn't leave alone around any female friends. Jesus Christ, come up with a harder word than creepy. Literally call him a predator. Like that guy's a fucking predator. Now I know, right? But Paul McCartney, who's awesome, singing, she was just 17, if you know what I mean. First of all, it's a rhyme scheme because the original rhyme was she was just 17 and she was no beauty queen, right? And, which, and then John's like, nah, that lyric kind of sucks because it's implying that she might be ugly, even though she's not ugly, but she wasn't like all prissy and shit or posh as the English use. So, you know, they reworked it. She was just 17, if you know what I mean. Now, people through their 2021 lens and their own microscope is going, oh, my God, isn't that, that's a little, ooh, right? He's kind of, he's being a predator towards that girl. Like, I hope, it's like, first of all, you're thinking of the Beatles as being this old band. They were never like an old band. Again, he was 20 when the song came out, probably 19 when it was written, maybe even 18. And it's not a creepy song. It's not creepy to say that about someone who's two years younger than you in that 16 was the age of consent back in England. Cause someone else commented that in the thread. That's how I know that part. I wasn't Googling. Was it, was it okay? No, I just know it was okay. It's just, and then I, I, re, I told that guy that cause he didn't realize how young they were. You know, he, he's, he wasn't thinking that way. And he goes, ah, it's still weird. I'm like, no, don't say it's still weird. Say, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was fucking wrong and, and then move on. It's okay, dude. It's okay to admit you didn't know what the hell you were talking about in that moment because you had heard it. You heard something enough to make you think that that is a certain way. It's not that way is my point. And, and that's how people fucking view shit. They think something, they associate something with as a negative because they've heard it so much from other people. People are just spitting that shit out. What I ask of everybody when I say talk to people who are different than you and all this kind of stuff and take it all in and have an open mind. That's what I mean. Have an open mind. Be willing to be like, oh, damn, I was wrong. I even realized. Great point. I didn't realize Paul was also a teenager in an early 60s UK. A 19 and 17 year old dating isn't considered weird. You know, so like be that person that's okay with being like, ah, that's right. Good point. I see what you did there. You do more of that. Encourage more of that. It's, it's we're all aces baby we're all aces all right it's been a real quick one for you when i do no guests i try to keep them in between the 20 to 30 minute range and to keep them fun for you guys uh if you guys want more content patreon.com slash joe kill gallon you'll see just tons of stuff on there i got blogs i've written top 10 lists music recommendations uh bonus podcast episodes i'm about to do another one soon this week and i will be in cincinnati 
October 1st and October 2nd. That's Friday and Saturday night at Chameleon's Pizza, Comedy Club and a Pizza Restaurant. Eight-year-old me is living the dream. I hope you guys are all living the dream as well. Thank you for listening to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast. Cheers.